Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest Regulation Tomorrow Plus podcast. My name is Simon Lovegrove, Global Director of Financial Services Knowledge at Norton Rose Fulbright. And today I'm joined by Matthew Gregory, a partner in our London Financial Services team, who will be discussing the new consumer duty and ESG. So to briefly set the scene, at the time of this podcast, we're still awaiting the FCA's final rules and guidance following its consultation on sustainable disclosure rules. As part of these rules, the FCA proposed a new anti-greenwashing rule that would come into effect immediately. The new rule, if introduced as consulted upon, will mean that all UK financial services firms must ensure that the naming and marketing of financial products and services in the UK is clear, fair, and not misleading and consistent with the sustainability profile of the product or service, which the FCA interprets as meaning proportionate and not exaggerated. From a consumer duty perspective, the new rules and guidance for open products and services came into effect on the 31st of July this year. The rules and guidance for closed products and services come into effect on 31st of July 2024. So, Matthew, when making sustainability claims to retail customers, firms will need to keep in mind both sets of rules. Yeah, that's absolutely the case, Simon, for some firms. So, uh, just to set the scene here, the FCA's anti-greenwashing rule will apply to all FCA-regulated firms. The core elements of the FCA's sustainable disclosure rules, so that's labelling and classification, disclosure and naming and marketing rules, will apply only to asset managers to begin with. Sustainability claims made to retail customers will not only have to comply with the new anti-greenwashing rule, but if an asset manager uh, is making those or involved in uh, those communications, then also the sustainable disclosure rules uh, and the rules in the consumer duty. The key point here is that the duty adds additional layers to a firm's considerations for ESG-related products and services, including, of course, the price and value of products and with respect to monitoring and testing of customer outcomes, particularly consumer understanding. Thanks, Matthew. I remember the FCA's consultation paper on the sustainable disclosure rules included a box discussing the duty. And in addition to the points you make, it said that the duty's rules and guidance include certain factors for firms to consider determining whether testing of a communication is appropriate. This includes consideration of the purpose of the communication, for example, impact on decision-making, the context, time, and frequency of the communication, the information needs of retail consumers, and the scope of harm to retail consumers, etc., set out in PRIM 2A512G. Yeah, so the FCA added in that box uh, that they thought it likely firms will need to carry out their own testing on consumer-facing disclosures under the sustainable disclosure rules, as the disclosures include information that many consumers may rely on to inform an important investment decision. And it also warned that there's a risk to consumers if they're making those decisions without being able to understand properly the information that is being presented to them. The regulator expects any disclosures that firms produce to improve comprehension at least as much as a consumer-facing disclosure that it tested in its experiments. Now, that's interesting. Now, those experiments were discussed in Occasional Paper 62, which was published alongside the FCA Sustainable Disclosure Rules Consultation Paper, and it focused on improving consumer comprehension of financial sustainability disclosures. And 
the experiments looked at whether fact sheets improved comprehension of the sustainability characteristics of investment products compared to having a key investor information document. And it also looked at adaptations to the fact sheet itself. But let's just go back to the, the duty. Price and value is one of the four outcomes that firms need to assess under the duty. Consumers, as you know, Matthew, must receive fair value from products such that there's a reasonable relationship between the price of a product and the benefits received from it. So, Matthew, what extra thinking needs to be done around this outcome? Well, the starting point is that from a duty perspective, fair value is about more than just price. Value needs to be considered in the round, and low prices obviously don't always mean fair value. A product or service that doesn't meet any of the needs of the customer it's sold to causes foreseeable harm or frustrates their objectives, obviously unlikely to offer fair value, whatever the price. So look, a variety of customer needs, characteristics and objectives need to be considered when a firm carries out the value assessment on products and services that it offers, and even more so when the product is a sustainable investment product. And this may require a fairly uh, specifically judgment-oriented approach. Okay, now the consumer understanding outcome under the duty requires firms to put themselves in their customers' shoes when considering whether their communications equip customers with the right information at the right time to understand the product or service in question and make effective decisions. The outcome retains principle seven that firms communicate information in a way that is clear, fair and not misleading. But it also builds on this, for example, by requiring firms to tailor communications to take into account the characteristics of customers intending to receive that communication. Matthew, what, if anything, does the new anti-green washing rule add to this? Yeah, I think that's a really good question, isn't it? I, I, I think the anti-greenwashing rule and the duty outcome on this really are, are very complementary. Firms should already be ensuring their communications are clear, fair, not misleading. So from that point, not too much in terms of the new anti-greenwashing rule. But what the new rule does, and the FCA explained this in its consultation paper, is it gives the regulator an explicit rule in which to directly challenge firms' sustainability-related claims in connection with products and services. The new rule provide, uh, also provides that the claim must be proportionate to the sustainability profile of the product or services. Arguably, sustainability-related information can sometimes be fairly complicated, possibly obscure. So, for example, what do we mean by the term ethical? And, and so refining this drafting, this language, these communications in a way which is clear, fair, and not misleading can be challenging. Also unclear or overly technical sustainability-related language could come under fire from the FCA under the consumer understanding outcome for the duty. So it's important that firms incorporate ESG measures and drafting into their consumer understanding frameworks, which allows them to monitor how well those ESG-related disclosures and features are understood. In addition, on the consumer understanding outcome, it's worth briefly mentioning that among other things, the regulator envisages that testing communications should support understanding. The regulator expects firms to test their communications to check that they can be understood by consumers in the target market so that they can make effective, timely and properly informed decisions and act in their interests. And this interlocks with some of the cross-cutting rules, for example, enabling customers to pursue their financial objectives. Just by way of example, one test the firm can apply is that where they conduct consumer testing of communications to determine an effective approach to maximize sales, they should be using testing capabilities of an equivalent standard to test other aspects of consumer understanding to ensure good customer outcomes. Okay, thanks, Matthew. Um, in addition to testing, monitoring is also important. 
firms need to monitor whether their communications are supporting customer understanding and helping customers make effective, timely, and properly informed decisions. In essence, firms should be asking themselves whether their customers are acting in accordance with their communications. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point, isn't it? Firms should be asking themselves whether customers are acting uh, in the way which is anticipated to be the case as a result of the communications being made by the firm. Also, perhaps critical in this context in relation to ESG and sustainability related claims, the FCA expects firms to monitor events or other changes that might impact the content of the communications to ensure they remain relevant and up to date with accurate and pertinent information that supports customers in making those decisions. In addition, where a firm identifies widespread misunderstanding or perhaps even less than widespread, but within particular groups of customers within a target market or issues which mean that the communications aren't delivering good outcomes, then clearly firms need to take appropriate and often rapid action. Governance is obviously really important in all of this. Firms need to have appropriate governance policies in place to oversee the monitoring processes and keeping records of any actions taken uh, in accordance with those drivers. Okay, good point about governance, particularly as the FCA expects firms to have a champion at board level who, along with the chair and CEO, ensures that the duty is being discussed regularly and raised in all relevant discussions. Yeah, indeed. And, and also annually, the, the firm's board or equivalent governing body needs to review and approve an assessment of whether the firm is delivering good outcomes for its customers, which is consistent with the duty. The FCA expects that to be provided on request to it with the management information that sits behind it. And so the macro point in all of that is that uh, this will help any assessment of a firm's governance credentials from an ESG perspective. OK, that's great, Matthew. Thanks very much for sharing your thoughts uh, this morning. Uh, that concludes this Regulation Tomorrow Plus podcast. We will, of course, continue to track regulatory developments concerning ESG and the duty on our Regulation Tomorrow blog. Many thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>